This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's the most resilient parasite? Transform the world and rewrite all the rules. That's what I'll be doing every single night. Which is why. No, 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 no! I have to steal it. What are you talking about, Willis? This is Primetime with Isaac and Souk. It's going to work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. The best in local, regional, and national sports. With no hidden agenda. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Uh, Yahoo? Is that the opposite of uh, yeah, Ahoy? God, like that's that? terrible. You didn't plan that, did you? Not at all. That was off the cuff. Clearly, yeah. if I planned it, it would have been better than that. Well, you know what? I Actually, I think in play-by-play, you know, you listen to the Jim Nances of the world uh-huh. or all the play-by-play guys. I, I actually always think it sounds better when it's just natural. Well, the other thing, too, is I also feel like it's weird if you're, like, the pinch hitter and you have a signature thing that you start with. Right. Like, I, I'm not that it's, guy. It's like a try-hard thing. Yeah. Like, I, it's, I, it's not my show. I, I, I shouldn't have a, a catchphrase. Hey, look, it didn't work. No, But I applaud the effort. I tried to do a reverse souk, and I uh, got it wrong in the moment. I think. Yeah, Big Souk is out today, guys. Uh, Big Souk is in New Orleans. Big Souk, Big Easy. Louisiana. Yeah, he's partying. I guess his uh, w- uh, girlfriend, w- wife, had a uh, work <laughs> function, and he's tagging along and getting drunk on Bourbon Street. Have you ever gotten drunk on Bourbon Street, Ryan Buckley? Uh, I have. My wife and I went on our honeymoon there. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so. Like, we, we went right from the wedding uh, down there, and we didn't, I guess, we didn't get drunk on Bourbon Street. What's, there's the one right behind it that's... Uh, oh, it's it's there there it's another it's name. It's not Beale Street, is it? No, that's that's Memphis, right? Is oh, it Beale yeah. Street in Memphis? <laughs> and that's know. a whole other city. I don't know. But yes, I've been on Bourbon Street and uh, and been plenty inebriated all over New Orleans. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Did you have a hurricane? I did. I, you have to do all the things. You have to get like the beignets. You have to do the hurricanes. You got to go to like Lafitte's Blacksmith probably yeah. for the uh, the hurricane. The coolest thing in so I went to New Orleans probably in and have not been back. It was probably ninety. It was ninety three. Because it was my freshman year in college. Okay. That's how old I am. And it was it was a novelty at that time that you had 
walk-up bars. Like like the idea, yeah, like, like windows where you could yes. just go get a drink. Yeah, yeah, where you could just walk. It, it was just so cool to us, young college douchebags, that you could walk around the you know on the street with a drink, albeit a giant thirty six ounce one of Hurricane. Yeah, that was a my. I was blown away when I first went to Vegas when I was like twenty two, and I'm like, wait, hold on, you can just like leave the buildings and walk around with these things? Like yeah. that's like you could drink outside and smoke inside. That's those are both allowed. Crazy, yeah. super cool. And my favorite New Orleans story, and I've told it a million times, but I, I every time New Orleans comes up, I have to tell this. Uh, we went out. Uh, we went down there with a bunch of. Uh, I was in a stupid frat. They were awful. And so I was I. All. They were all. <laughs> I, I hated it. I, I I hate to admit that I was even in it, but uh, I liked it. You did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I didn't. But at the time, you know, I was having a good time, and I made some friends from it, and whatnot. But uh, most of them were giant douchebags uh, from That'll Kansas. That'll happen. They, from Kansas City, they were all. It was clicky. You know, it's like. And and they can certainly be that. And way. I'm just a little small town guy from uh, Salina. You know, with great integrity, just the, the little engine that could. You know, just a, just a, a quality sportsman. Yeah. And they didn't know what to do with me. So anyway, yeah, that's a lot for you. It was like one of those walkouts. You know, when you're in a frat, you have a the pledge class has a walkout. Where they did you guys do this? I I don't know. Tell me what a walkout is. Well, Maybe we did it and called it something different. Well, you know they haze you and everything. Well, sure. And you know so they treat you like crap as a friend. They kind of can't anymore. But anyways, yeah, I that's know. A whole other but thing. back in my day, yeah, uh, they did, and it, it wasn't anything. My day, it wasn't anything bad. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it was, all, it's all very. Tolerable. Some of it was kind of funny, actually. A lot, a lot of it's funny. But uh, the walkout was the pledge class just rebels. And plans a trip and leaves. Oh, okay. And there's yeah. nothing the olds can do about it. Yeah, I think we called it a pledge retreat, and we were just okay. like, and like, Same and thing. It, yeah, you, yeah, you just bail and do do your own thing. So we fly into New Orleans, and we get off the plane and start drinking. Of course, we're, I, I think there was maybe like 20 of us in in one hotel room. It was pandemonium. And oh, not kidding. No, we, I, the, it's the, it's that, like that's, sleep that's or you the fall. mentality of a, a yeah. twenty year old in college. Yeah. yeah, we didn't have any money or anything. So we go to uh, we go to Bourbon Street and we go into a strip club. The very first place we go into is a strip club. Mm-hmm. Naturally. Down, down on Bourbon Street. Of course. And we're having a good time. We only spend about an hour in there, but you know, we're tipping the girls and having a couple drinks, getting started, and then we move on to the next bar <clears throat> and the bartender, you know, he's like, Hey, where are you guys from? He can tell we're all from out of town, obviously. He's like, Oh, we're uh, you know, we're from Can- University of Kansas, Rock Chalk. You know, we're here uh, for our walkout. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, where you been so far? It's like, oh, we were just down the street at Madame's or whatever sure. it was. He's like, oh, you know those are all dudes, right? <laughs> no, did not. <laughs> the banana hammocks didn't give it away? There, was, there, there weren't, weren't any. any. Oh, it was okay. Fooled us. All us right. naive little Kansas boys. Oh, we boy. had no idea. They were kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, they, I guess apparently they were all. Men. Speaking of being in from out of town, I heard a funny story from uh, Joey Votto the other day. We had no idea. Yeah, Joey, I love Joey Votto. He's hilarious. So he was talking about being in St. Louis, and people are like, oh, you know, where are you from? And he's like, I'm from Cincinnati. He's like, you know, are you familiar with it at all? No, not really. You know anything about Cincinnati? No. You like baseball? Uh, kind of. <laughs> and and then he goes, and, and then he'll even say his name, and they'll be like, who? And he'll, he'll, he'll say, well, have you heard of Albert Pujols? And they're like, oh, yeah, St. Louis. And he goes, he finished second to me in the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he introduces himself to people who, like, don't know who he is. That's in fantastic. St. In St. Louis. Hey, uh, that is Ryan Buckley, guys. Ryan Buckley. Of Buck fame, normally pinned and strapped into the chair in the studio in the glass cage, but not today. No, he Let is here out. with he is here with me as Suk is out. Suk will be back on Tuesday when we're out at X Golf Vancouver. You may be able to tell via your uh, radio, especially if you're listening to us on uh, 99.5 HD two, that we 
are on location today. That's right. They let us out. We are at, and yes, uh, Buckley has his monkey suit on. He is sitting here on these black couches with a monkey suit. He's going to be walking around, handing out 1080 The Fan keychains. Yeah, I got all the hot merch. In his his monkey suit. Uh, We are at the Oregon International Auto Show. We're at the convention center. Changed the name this year. You know, it used to be the uh, Portland International Auto Show, but now it's all of Oregon. It's the largest auto show in the Pacific Northwest, and we're here looking at cars. And I don't know about you, I'm not a... Huge car guy. I think I've had to learn to be a car guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like from I was, just from being in this industry. Well, no, not this industry. Over the over the years, I just think I've learned as I get older. I appreciate. Uh, I just appreciate cars. I just I don't know about you. Like, what was your first car? Ford Explorer. Like used Ford Explorer. SUV. Fancy. Yeah, that's fancy. Is it? I mean, it kind of is for a eighteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old. I mean, it was it was like ten years old and had uh, eighty thousand miles on it or something okay. like that. It wasn't like it was still. A, still, that's nothing to be ashamed of. No, it was no, it was it was a great. It was definitely a great first because car. I think I've only owned SUVs. Well, I've, oh really? Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Big on that environment, are you? Yeah, but no. More more truthfully, uh, played baseball in high school, dragging my stuff around. Plus, um, was into skiing and snowboarding, and so would take that sucker up to Tahoe regularly. I had a Ford Explorer kick as well in my life. I had two or three of those in my twenties. Yeah. Nice, nice ride. And now, rate, now I've just evolved into the uh, the Portland Forester boy. Yeah, we need to get you a minivan. No, we will not be doing minivan for your gaggle of children. Yeah, not quite a gaggle yet, but uh, there's probably a new vehicle in our future. But uh, and maybe it's here today. I don't know. I bet it is. I bet if you looked around, it is. But I, uh, I you know. Do you think it's that Lamborghini back there? I don't. Uh, As a matter of fact, I know it's not. <laughs> I know it isn't either, but I, I want it to be. I tell you what. I, so I, my first car was a uh, was a red 1965 Ford Mustang. Ooh. Now that is a badass first yes, car. Yes, it is. Right? Like my dad had three old Mustangs. Uh, uh, he had a, uh, I can't remember which one was the fastback. I think the blue one was a fastback. My brother got a white one. And I had the red one. Okay. Which ended up, it ended up burning up in a uh, McDonald's parking lot. Oh. Because wires got crossed and it caught on fire. Oh, goodness. I mean, not like big fire, but. But still. We had to put her down. But, I mean, that's a cool first car. Like, I, I feel like Definitely. most people's first cars, you know, they're either embarrassing or hunks of junk mm-hmm. or, you know, like you and I were really lucky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you would think I would be car guy because of that, right? Like, my dad was kind of into it, but growing up. Where I grew up, I don't know about you. My dad was into it. It didn't really rub off on me. He like oh. he worked on cars in college, and he like he 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 always lamented that he sold his last car to buy my mom's engagement ring. And uh, yeah, <laughs> ah, yes, the guilt trip. Uh huh. So, you, but that didn't that wasn't a thing for you. That's no, interesting. And, and, but it did take for my brother, who's younger than me, and so he's he, he's into okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So I never really got into it. It's not like my dad was working on cars or anything. But it, for me, it was always the idea that. Just how how you get a car. Like, my dad was always very, I don't know, he was just the guy that had nothing fancy other than those three Mustangs, right? And even those, he probably didn't pay a whole lot for. Right. Um, he has a lot of miles on him and stuff. They didn't even have power steering. You know, it was just kind of cool at yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's the guy that would pay $8,000 and drive a car for 15 years. Yeah. You know, which is, it's just that, it's those Midwest sensibilities, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And that does not lend itself to... You know, loving cars and and getting in and out of really cool and well, awesome it's more about cars. utility, right? It, it's just it, exactly. it, it, and functionality, exactly. Yeah. And that's how I grew up. Was a car is just to get you from A to B, and they're expensive, and so 
uh, do your best to take good care of your car, mm-hmm. but also just pay it off or, or pay cash for it and just drive it until you can't drive it anymore. That's, yep. that's it. That's all I, I was ever taught. I, I, I'm on my third car right now, and I drove the first two just till they died. And right, that's, that's and that's how great. I do it. But now as you get, you know, as I get older, I'm pushing 50, have a little bit more disposable income. I start to appreciate nice cars, especially yeah. because of the technology. You know, the technology in these things now, man. The curve on that is, in, is insane. It's right. like it's not just that it's like, oh, it's better than it was, you know, a, a year ago. Like, if you've got a car and you haven't got a new one in five, six, seven years, like, it's a world difference. It's pretty badass. I mean, it's like like the, the car thing of, you know, just like the, just like the muscle of, of driving it mm-hmm. never did anything for me. Same. But... The like I had a, a an Audi for a while, and I want to get back into an Audi. Audi, I don't think is here, but most brands are here this mm-hmm. weekend, um, because I just loved the feel and the technology element of it. Yeah. So I've kind of come to appreciate the automobile, although I still to this day don't really understand the best way to buy one, other than just plunk down tens of thousands of dollars of cash. You yeah. can either <laughs> lease or you can. I don't lease. Meh. We have a couple. Finance, nah, don't like that. I, I just never have gotten a grasp on how to get the car that I want. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm, I'm a work in progress when it comes to autos, but it's always cool to come to a place like this and see all the new stuff, and it kind of makes you want to get into something new. Well, and I'm not sure exactly what I expected. I mean, certainly some of the exotic stuff that we see behind us over here, but the fact that pretty much every brand has whatever their new thing is to show off is uh, yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah, and tons of EVs, too. So, uh, if oh, you so are, soy boys like Sue can show up. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> He's missing it. Uh, 20 bucks uh, for tickets. You can get them at the door. They do have military, senior, and uh, kid discounts. And then I think new this year they have a family four-pack that's 50 bucks, and that's two adults, two kids. So if you want to come by today, tomorrow, or Sunday, we'll be open all the way until 7 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, we are at the Oregon Convention Center. Uh, whatever your lifestyle, whatever your jam, it's here, man. And by the way, uh, because they know us well, they've set us up, at least today. We're only here today, but um, you should come out this weekend. Um, they've set us up by the bar because they know us so well. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm getting... Shake leg, because I just want to get a beer. <laughs> well, you had thoughts on my drinking hiatus, and maybe we'll get to yeah, those later. I, 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 yeah, I do want to talk about that. Yeah. So Buckley is here with us today, sober for how many days? Just like a month. It's basically. Well, do you're from... already thirty days in. No, 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 well, no. How long? Oh, oh, you... Right now? Yeah. Uh, when did you start? Day after the Super Bowl. Okay. So, so like two weeks, okay. or not even ten, right. ten days. Yeah. Two weeks sober. Congratulations. Yeah. Quitter. Give me my first chip. Uh, going yeah, quitter. You're going thirty days, and then you're going to pick it back up. Yeah, basically, you're just going to go right into Mar- from like Super Bowl to March Madness. Yeah, I did that we'll, once. We'll dry spell once or twice. I did that back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, and I do have thoughts on that. And you know, maybe in the club we can talk about that we'll see. tonight. We've got a lot on today's show. It may also not be the most important thing. What drinking? No, no, no. I'm saying no. It is that story because we do have things to get to. Oh, that's right. Well, I think the thing we should start with here, uh, Buckley, besides our poll question, is. Uh, there is a see-through pants e- epidemic that has hit Major League Baseball. Oh, boy, and how. Gives new meaning to the term balls and strikes. <laughs> yeah, it does. Let's start there and have our poll question next. It's Buck and Rob today from the Oregon Convention Center, 314 on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Music and on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back. We are at the Oregon International Auto Show at the Oregon Convention Center. Ryan Buckley is in for Souk. Rob here. Uh, if you want to come by, uh, they are open until Sunday evening here, all the way uh, until 10 tonight, 10 to 10 tomorrow, and 10 to 7 on uh, Sunday. And where else, I was thinking about this during the break, where else can you, we were talking about all the, uh, you know, the uh, the newest models of pretty much everything. There's like over, I think they said over 20 global auto brands here. Um, where else can you compare all of them in one place? Yeah, that's a, that's a really great point because you have you know dealerships have their yes. associated brands and things like that. But uh, you can even go to some that have like four or five brands. But you could come and see pretty much right. every brand here. Yeah, it's like normally. I, I mean, I haven't really been into the. We haven't really dabbled in the car buying. Yeah, we just haven't done that in a while. Like that space, uh, the space. But um, usually, you have to decide like. You have to kind of res- research online, like what you want, and then go to that de- that specific dealership. But here, you can check out all the new stuff from all the brands, which is uh, very cool. So we'll be here uh, until seven. The Vancouver Ford text line can be reached at five zero three eight six four six three two six. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. VancouverFord.com. Poll question: uh, Yesterday, we asked you what will most fix the Blazers' cratering TV ratings. Thirty six percent said Phil Knight. Uh, 30% said easier to find games, 24% said just a better team, and 10% said nothing will fix the Blazers' cratering TV ratings. Uh, today, the poll question on X at 1080 The Fan. It is pinned to the top. It's brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, family business, helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. Which local team is most in need of a coaching change? Hmm. Very provocative, Ryan Buckley. Always provocative. A rocking you on a Friday, I believe is what that's called. <laughs> uh, Oregon State men's basketball, Wayne Tinkle. Okay. 
Trailblazers, Chance Billups. Oregon women's basketball, Kelly Graves, or a late add to the poll, 1080 the fan, Jeff Austin. <laughs> and let me tell you something. There's, there, there is a man here who suggested I replace Dana Altman on this poll question with Jeff Austin. Yeah. Do you know who suggested that? Jeff Austin. Jeff Austin. <laughs> That's how bad of a job Jeff Austin's doing. He's nominating himself to get the axe. That's right, and it's a good thing he's not listening right now, but his hair looks great. It always does. Uh, the fan crew is o- over there drinking already. We got we got the whole crew, Kim. I'm gonna, the I'm usual gonna, suspects. I'm going to talk uh, low because I don't want them to hear me. <laughs> yeah, make sure that the whole radio world can hear you, but not them in the same right. room as us. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's Kim, our GM, uh-huh. Ryan Cooley, uh-huh. Kim's uh, significant other, mm-hmm. and uh, boss Jeff Austin. And? Oh, and sales bro Kurt. Who's always part of this crew. Who we should probably have an intervention with at some point here soon. <laughs> but uh, when they start drinking, I mean, it's, what is it, 3? Three, 3.20. Yeah. Dude, give them two hours. You guys have, for those of you that listen to our show regularly, they came in all drunked up at the club one night. Or for the club. Yeah. So. That club has since been pulled from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> greatest so club hour ever. It, it was It was something. I don't greatest know if it was. Greatest is an interesting superlative. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go there. Yeah. It was something. Yeah, it was something. But I'm just warning you with a low voice so they can't hear me. Mm-mm. It's happening again. <laughs> it's bound to. So which local team is most in need of a coaching change? I don't know how to answer that. I don't really know why Wayne Tinkle still has a job, but am I being a jerk by saying that? Um... I mean, they're not. I, that one to me is maybe a little bit more complicated because his success with them going to the Elite Eight was actually fairly recent, but it's been bad since. And, yeah, and it was bad before. And and, and that's that's true. And for me, I, I, it would still be it'd still be Chance. Really? You, and, and here's the reason see, I'm why. I'm not on the fire Chance. And it's not wagon. because I think this is all his fault. But I think the reason you hired him was because you were supposed to contend with Dame, and you're supposed to use him being a veteran, former point guard. You know guy who knows the game, knows the playoffs. Like I think that was supposed to be his role, not to develop a bunch of young guys and, and, and do the rebuild. And not that he maybe doesn't have that tutelage, but he didn't have coaching experience before this. And, and, it, and it was – or he didn't have head coaching experience before this. So it's not like he, he's – He's been through this bring guys up kind of a thing as the as the main leader, and I just I, I feel like if you want to develop, uh, he would you would have picked a different guy than him initially. So I don't know that he fits the, the hmm. job description anymore. Well, that's interesting. I guess you could go down that road of, uh, you know, if you have young guys to develop, you need a coach who will develop them. And I'm not saying he can't, but I think if that was your goal, that's not the guy you would have picked. Right. So right. If, and but for that I, reason, like I, I, the other thing too is. If you're the Beavs and you're going into another conference now, that that's a, that's weird, murky water to navigate. And if you've got a guy who wants to be there, who's had some success, like yeah. like Tinkle, and he doesn't cost you that much, th- that may, may, maybe you stick with that because you you know what you have. I I do see the argument to stick with Wayne Tinkle, hundred percent. I get that. At the same time, it's, I mean, but, it, but it's dude, they're three and thirteen in the league. They blew that game again last night. It's like yeah, and they've had and, and last year was really ugly too. Yeah. So I I. I could see that, but and the gra- Graves right. is a wild one, though. Well, Graves is, but the, on the Oregon State thing, the the state of the program and where they're at may lend you to just sit tight with everything for the time being, especially with all the turnover in, in football. But yeah, Kelly Graves, I don't I don't know what to say about that program. I don't know what happened because you obviously you had Sabrina and you were riding high and you had the pandemic, but like 
that that wasn't that long ago, and now they're a, a bottom half team in the conference. Yeah. And a lot uh, of players left. Yeah, and yeah, I, I know very little about him personally, but it, it seemed like he was like beloved by that group that was there uh, going to the Final Four. He's a and, good dude. Yeah, and, and it, it, by all accounts, it seems like it. So I don't know what the shift was or, or what happened. Maybe it was assistant coaches leaving. Or I, I don't have an explanation for it, but you would think that they would have been able to maybe maintain that a little bit better still under yeah. under him, and it's gone away completely. Yeah, see, I, on the Chauncey thing, I, I, don't, I don't think you should move on from Chauncey only because I just think you're in a transition period anyway. So there's really no. But point. do you want do you want to guide that transition period with the guy who you eventually want doing it, or do you want to no. like no, you want I it to don't. run its course with the guy who's I want, already here? What I would what I would want if I'm the GM is I just want to. I, I think Chance is fine. I do. I I don't think. I mean, I, I see elements of why they like him. Um, and I don't dislike him. I don't. I don't. There's not enough there for me to think he's doing a bad job. He deserves to be fired. Right. I just am not sure he's right for this spot anymore. That's I all. just feel like once you get to a place where you have drafted the guys you're going to draft, and you look at your roster and go, "Okay, this is what we're going to move forward with. This is the one we think in a year, two year, whatever, will compete." That's when you bring in your coach as the final piece. Hopefully, not Doc Rivers. Oh, and by a, the way, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. What a, to, what a terrible decision. Not to, I mean, the, the elephant in the room here is, he's actually in the room, uh-huh. is Jeff Austin. Yes. And look, uh, <laughs> you know, the fan, the fan's kicking some ass, right? It's like, can you fire? It, we'd be like the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Firing but he's no, he's no Adrian Griffin rookie. It'd be like if the if I the know. Bucks had like uh, somebody yeah. much older in, in the fold. Right. Or, or just more experienced. Stan Van, he's like our Stan Van Gundy. Sure. Yeah. Or even Steve Jeff. Kerr. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The w- great example. Although the Warriors, you know, well, yeah, they're okay. But uh, been there a while. But the fan is dominating, so I don't know how you get rid of Jeff Austin. Although he probably deserves to be fired. It's all that sexual harassment stuff, you know. But nobody really knows about that yet. Um, so on to baseball things. I've got a couple things here. Yeah. Well, we've got the see-through pants ep- epidemic here, and this is bothersome on a number of levels. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, you're seeing things you you didn't want to see, uh-uh. and you didn't think you'd see. Like uh, I know who Casey Schmidt is. Is that his name, Casey Schmidt? That's right. I know who he is. He is a a rookie, uh, stud third baseman for your San Francisco Giants. And now you know what his beanbag looks like. I never <laughs> thought I would see, I would see his coin purse, <laughs> and yet. Here we are, Major League Baseball. In a pretty harmless, like, you know, photo shoot for, you know, your media guide or whatever. And yeah, it's like, stuff God. is just transparent. Dang it, guys. Literally and figuratively. Yeah, I don't really understand why this... Okay, actually, on the Casey Schmidt thing, real quick. If you don't know, <laughs> Nike is making new uniforms for some teams in Major League Baseball. Kind of like the City Connect jersey type thing. And it's not all teams, from what I understand. I think it's I, just some teams. Oh, is that right? I, I think I thought it was all of them now, but and they farm that out to fanatics. Right. They design it, farm it out to fanatics. Fanatics has cheap crap and mm-hmm. sucks, mm-hmm. and so they send the. Um, now that everybody's in spring training. They're trying on their new stuff. They send the stuff to the teams, and the teams are taking you know all their preseason photos and everything. And we're seeing everybody's junk because you can see right through the damn pants. <laughs> it's the damnedest thing. Now on the Casey Schmidt thing, why does he not? How does he not? You know, like if I'm f- being photographed in those, I'm probably feeling a little self-conscious, and maybe I try to make sure that that doesn't happen, I, or he just doesn't. I think that you think, or you're used to that being 
uh, protected and not visible and, and not maybe seeing the, the silhouette you know, or the outline or but whatever. But you know the pants are see-through, so... Well, so I, I, at that point, he I feel like he was the first... For me, I, I watched it unfold with Cal Raleigh being the first. It was yes. it was it was Cal Raleigh yes. doing something, and they realized, oh, you can see his jersey through the pants. Correct. And then Casey Schmidt was like the second guy that I saw. So at that point in time, he might not have known that that, that was the thing yet. Um, even though everyone's like, yeah, it's not great quality, whatever. I, maybe he just didn't have an awareness of it, but. Yeah, they're they're kind of hanging out there for the whole world to see. Yeah, it's it's just really mind-boggling to me that this is even a thing. Like, why have they not fixed this? Like, that is something that if I'm Major League Baseball or Nike or if, uh, whomever, if I'm like the Mariners, we'll, I'm we'll just wear in. last year's pants exactly. and, uh, until you get a, until you fix it. Well, the it. Padres are doing that. Is, are they? Yeah, I don't know if you saw. <laughs> I didn't. There is an awful photo to go along with Casey Schmidt, Cal Raleigh, and I think Shohei Otani. You can kind of if you want to see what he's packing. Um, Vancouver Ford text line, the Red Sox New City Connects, the Boston Tea Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this picture of this uh, uh, Padres guy. I don't know who it is, but he's bent over stretching, uh, and it's from behind. And that one's not a photo shoot. That's just like him out on the field, yeah. and that is brutal. Oh, Mike, what are we even looking at there? That What a mess. <laughs> so I just don't. I don't understand why this is not fixed yet. This is embarrassing. Just fix it. Make it go away. Right. Tell your te- Send out an email. Tell your teams, hey, put on last year's stuff, and we'll, we'll bring you new stuff. Is this just baseball being bad at handling stuff yes. like this? Yes. Because I feel like if, if this were the NFL or this were the NBA, this would have been fixed already, right? Or I think so. Or it's, it's uh, all part of the plan. It's like, um, I don't know, maybe we blame Taylor Swift in a sense that, you know, the NFL, so Major League Baseball is looking at the NFL going, well, Taylor Swift brought in all these women to watch NFL. That really helped them. I got it. See-through pants. Bring in the ladies. They're watching baseball. If the game's boring, at least you can stick around to see what uh, Jose or uh, Julio Rodriguez is packing in his pants. Sure, sure. You know, it's uh, maybe it's a good thing. Answer some questions about, uh, you know, Jose Altuve and proportions, things like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, you know, that'd be interesting. I, I bet a he, inquiring minds in Houston want to know. Games are going to have to air on Cinemax now. At any rate, um, it's an odd uh, conundrum, and it's especially odd that they, ha- like you said, haven't done anything. Well, they about haven't it. fixed it. But also, the other odd thing to me is uh, how they didn't catch it. Like, yeah, Rob, Rob Manfred said these uniforms because he he's been asked about it. Yeah, and he's like, oh god, uh, he said. They're the most tested uniform ever. What does that even like? He has to mean the, he's the talking material about was like well, tested. He's talking about performance. Sure. Like they think they're like these state of the art performance uniforms. Okay. Well, if they're tested beyond belief, would you? Would someone somewhere in the process not see that? Yeah, or were they tested on real people at any point? <laughs> right. Or, or were they just like sent through a machine that's like, yeah, that material's tough and durable? Fascinating. Um, at any rate, uh, I don't know what they're going to do about that, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's not it's not all the teams. There's no way we're going to 162 games with those guys wearing those. No, those, those I, I don't know how they start the season with those. They won't. They can't. They can't. Or can they? It if is they Major do, League my baseball. Taylor Swift theory is uh, looking more and more plausible. Uh, all right, I've got one more baseball thing, and then we're going to get into um, an interesting article in the Wall Street Journal on the NBA asking the question. Is the NBA broken? It is 331. We are at the Oregon Convention Center. 
It's Isaac and Buck today. Let's go to Will Ortner with SportsCenter. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. This is Primetime with Isaac and Sue on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. We're at the convention center hanging out at the Oregon International Auto Show where there are puppies. Yeah. Did you see that? Um, I didn't see them. I read that there would be in our little uh, media information, but uh, now that I know that they're actually here, I will go see them shortly. They're about a pitching wedge to your right. Awesome. Yeah, Subaru brought about, brought out a bunch of puppies, and you can adopt one thanks to them. Aw. Um, also, I was Are you going went, to? No. Oh. I just went to the bathroom, and uh, two things jumped out. One, I don't know what kind of car that is right there. Again, uh, not a huge car guy, but what's the exotic behind the screen one here? Oh, that's that's the Lamborghini that's that I was talking Lambo. about. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like a matte for, matte black. Obviously, you guys, you guys can't see it, but uh, matte black Lamborghini with black rims, too. It's Dude, pretty sexy. Can I just say that anything matte black yeah. is rad? It's very Batmobile-ish, and it's awesome. Oh, my God. That is such a sweet finish. Uh, and then I was uh, back towards the bathroom back there. They have the arrow teardrops. You know, those little... Uh-huh. Um, I love those. Like, Do you? Yes. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here that I would never buy, right? And for people who don't know, that's like a it's like a small trailer that you yeah. can camp in. It's just a little pull. Tra- yeah, you just pull it, and it's just uh, it just looks like a little teardrop following your car. And you can sleep two in it, and then you can pull out the back. It's got the grill and everything. Uh, so you walk through here. I'm sure everybody's the same. You walk through here, and there's some things that interest you and other things that don't. That interests me. That is something I would buy, a teardrop. Could you buy that for me for Christmas? Um, I don't Please. think I can afford it. Uh, also, why wouldn't I get my own teardrop first? I think those are cool. Mm. You would what? I said, "Why? I, I think I would get my own self. Why, why oh. wouldn't I get my own first? Oh, well, maybe they'll have a. Or I guess we could buy share two, one. Get one free. We could share one. You know, that's the thing with the kids these days. Did you know this? Kids, kids are now going in on homes together, Fam- uh, like couples. Inter- really? Yeah. Huh. It's a thing, and apparently, it's ending in a stunning turn of events. It's, it's ending not going poorly. well. Well, I mean, it is one way to. <laughs> I've always thought about that. Like, what if, what if, like, you got eight couples with a little bit of dough, and you just buy a mansion? And yeah, you share it. Yeah. You know? I have a friend who lives on basically like a, a private cul-de-sac with three other friends. They all like built houses there. So like okay. they're, they're, that's kind of cool. They're totally separate from each other. Everyone has their own spaces, but it's like their little street of friends. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous about that. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Well, anyway, uh, we're at the auto show. It is open here uh, tonight until 10. We're right by the green tent that's covering the bar. If you want to come say hi to Ryan Buckley. Yeah. He doesn't get out in the wild much. No, never. Just look for the guy in the monkey suit. Yep. And then um, 10 to 10 tomorrow, 10 to 7 on uh, Sunday. Now, uh, one other baseball thing. First of all, I saw some Jim Palmer uniform humor. Uh, Jim Palmer is weighed in on the uh, see-through Okay, uniforms. I didn't see this. Well, he said Jockey would have been so happy. Ah, uh, yes. And, of course, Jim Palmer. Are you old enough to remember Jim Palmer in the Jockey ads? Barely. That, well, that's, that's like the edge of okay. me, me being aware of it. Like, not 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 well, but I, I, know, uh, I know that that was his thing. For you millennials, he was a Baltimore Orioles pitcher and a damn good one. And he would... Uh, he got made fun of a lot because he, the little uh, tidy. Well, they're not like tidy whities but they're just like the swimsuit uh, jockey underwear. He was the okay. He would show off his bulge, you know, in magazines and stuff. Good for him. And he's right. Jockey would have been so happy if had this happened back then, because then you could see his jockeys. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine like uh, I mean, if Michael Jordan were playing baseball at that point in time, Haynes would like it as well. Right. And what if the catcher? You know, it's like with these new uniforms, what if a catcher drops, you know, like one's a fastball, two's a curveball? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they have the pitch comp thing and everything now, but uh, just bear with me. It puts down two fingers, and the pitcher says he sees three. You know what I mean? Oh, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> well, You know ho- what I'm ho- saying? Hopefully uh, the, the color of flesh of the hands right. is fine, and, and that, that would help the pitcher know the difference because if we have uh, flesh from somewhere else coming out of yeah. the uniforms and we're in a big world of hurt. Right. Or the pitcher's like, man, he's got a swollen finger. It's quite um, the finger he's got. Uh, real, real quick, before we get to the NBA, why does uh, – so they were interviewing uh, Mike Trout yesterday because he's at camp. Um, I don't even know if he's healthy. I think he's healthy. Is he healthy? I don't know. I only know the comments that he made. Yeah, so th- they were interviewing him because, of course, the uh, big topic with the Angels, now that Shohei is gone, is what the hell are you still doing here, Mike Trout? <laughs> and, of course, they asked him that. And he said he doesn't want to go anywhere. And I – See, I, I thought he that. said that it was some. I, what I heard was that it was along the lines of, "I would like to see management like take a swing and make some moves, but I, if they trade me, I can't do anything about that. Well, but know, I don't want to be traded." He is not young. I got to no. look this up. I think he. How many years do you think Mike Trout's played? Off the top of my head, I'm going to say ten. Looking it up, Mike Trout has played. He's 32. This will be his 14th year. Man. Yeah, does that make you feel old? Not a spring chicken. Three MVPs. Uh, of course, the rookie of the year. He's an all-star again last year. Um, 11-time he, all-star in 14 yeah, seasons. Yeah, dude, he's just a stud. He can he can do whatever he wants, basically. Yeah. Why does he not want to leave the Angels? Like, that is so weird. Does he not care about winning? It is an interesting thing because most superstars at this point in their career, they would be pushing for a change of scenery exactly. at some point. And he signed his, if I'm not mistaken, he signed his last contract long ago that it's not even that crippling for another team to take on. So oh, it like, isn't? I, I don't. What's he, 30, 35 million a year? I, I think it, yeah, I think it's which is that actually range, reasonable. Which is, that's what I'm saying is that I think at the time he signed it, it was like, you know, the biggest for a position player at that time, but now it doesn't look that crazy. I don't know. I find that odd. Uh, the Angels have just, I mean, and they're shockingly. Um, just bad. Like they they have not they have done nothing with him. As a matter of fact, I don't even know. If, have they made the playoffs with him? I think they did once, maybe. Did they? I don't remember it. Oh yeah, they did because the Royals beat him. <laughs> there you go. In your face, Mike Trout. A real team. Mike Trout career postseason 
stats, he is 3 for 12. Oh, my God. One yeah, postseason, 2014. We swept him. There you go. So they they have that year they won uh, 98 games. Pretty good. Since 85, 74, 80, 80, 72, 26 in the COVID year. 77, 73, 73. Dude, if I'm him, I'm requesting a trade. I'm getting out of there. I it, don't get it. Yeah, and, and maybe five years ago. But at least these last the last three years, it's kind of like. And now Shohei's gone. Well, you you had Otani with with not having him now. You got to go, man. Dude, I can't wait for baseball. I'm excited. Well, I don't think the Giants are going to be very good, but I'm still excited for baseball. I love baseball. So you're one of those spoiled sports fans. If your team isn't good, you don't care. No, but since I since they're not going to be good, I'm not going to be seeking them out in a market that I don't. You don't think they're going to be good? Didn't they sign? Uh... They, they play in the same division as the Dodgers. I mean, they, they might they might be okay. I don't think they're going to be a wild card team or a playoff team. Who do they have as their manager now? Uh, Bob Melvin, who I really like. The great Bob Melvin. Yeah, who didn't go so well in uh, San Diego. Yeah. Wow. But I like him. I love baseball. I'm glad it's back. All right. Uh, is the NBA broken? Next on the fan. Live from the Oregon International Auto Show, this is Primetime with Isaac and Sue on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Tickets are 20 bucks. Oregon International Auto Show. Get your ass down here. We're at the convention center. Buck is in for Souk. Uh, Vancouver Ford text line says, uh, Mike Trout just likes playing baseball and being left alone. And the Angels are perfect for that is what this text line says. And I kind of agree. I mean... When are o- they? When Otani went from the Angels to the Dodgers, the city of L.A. started introducing him like he just got to town. It was crazy. That's true. Uh, like, Trout, he has kind of the best of both worlds because he's in L.A. Right, but you're not— But no one cares. The big thing, like, you know, LeBron, <laughs> Dodgers, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's not— huh. yeah. I don't know. I think if he's in another sport, we're killing him. NBA guys, although I guess you get it's, it's you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't, because the Kevin Durants of the world get killed for wanting to go— to a winner, um, so well, I, I don't know. I just well, but at the same time, that's because he he's done it three times. If Mike Trout decides one time he yeah. wants to go somewhere right. to win, like I don't think anyone's going to kill him for that. Can you think of another superstar, and I mean mega superstar athlete like Mike Trout, who is wasting away like that? Who is currently? Yeah, like is there another guy? I was. Oh man. Um... I mean, I was racking my brain. I, I couldn't really think of anybody. That's a pretty unique situation. Usually they... So you're thinking someone who's more of a veteran-type person? Super, just around? a superstar. Like, he is he is a mega superstar. No, he's not the best player in the league anymore. But he's like close. Pete Alonso. Ah, he's the, not. The Mets aren't competitive. He's a... Well, I was thinking other sport. Because baseball, you know, it's usually... Usually if you're that big of a star, you're that good, you buoy your team. Your team's usually pretty damn good. Like, right. you're that good of a right. quarterback or you're that good of a basketball player. But, um, I don't know. Maybe, Connor maybe. McDavid fits that for hockey. He's the best oh, hockey Connor player in the world McDavid. right now. Yeah. That, that's true. That's and true. And he plays for the... Oilers. Yes. And they they started so poorly, they fired their coach like 12 games into the season. Okay. But then they went on the second longest winning streak in NHL history. And now they're like a wild card team. Okay. I don't so. think he's even played in a Stanley Cup final. And he is by far and away mm. touted as the number one NHL player. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good one, Will. Maybe, uh, maybe Trout can go there. Ooh. Trout to Edmonton. Team up with Connor McDavid. There you go. Bring him to Anaheim. That's what it is. Bring Dave McDavid Connor to Anaheim. McDavid to Anaheim. Well, yeah, you're right. Shohei, Shohei is in the same city, and he's like now he's like instantly. Now he's a big deal. I mean, not that he wasn't before in, in 
baseball circles and stuff like that, but like now he's big in L.A. Dude, the Dodgers are going to be, and not to belabor baseball, I know there's some people that don't like hot baseball talk, but guess what? I don't care. <laughs> the Dodgers are going to be sick this year, and that is going to be madness. They have one of the highest over-under win totals like ever. ever, ever. It's, it's like, like 103. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. 103, 104. And they... Uh, and. They had their first spring training game yesterday, and they beat the Padres 14-1. to They scored eight runs in the first inning. So, And Teoscar Hernandez, as you know, being a, Mar- a former Mariner, he's going to mm-hmm. go there and probably hit 50 home runs. Yep. Well, 45. Yeah, because Shohei has to hit sure. six. Sure, sure, sure. Right. Text line pointing out, Dame was that guy until now. A superstar withering away in one in one place. Yeah, but I... Uh, close. That's it, a pretty that's, good... I mean, that's not bad. It's close. I think that... You know, the Blazers were good with him, though. You know? I mean, they... I mean, they, they got good. to a Western Conference Finals once. I know, but they were good. Like, the well, Angels yeah. suck. You, oh, you, okay. No, but they, they're they middling, right? They're, they're, they're 500-ish. Yeah, they're little, that's a pretty good example. And the Blazers have never been, like, a massively threatening contender, and they're always kind of on yeah. fringe middle. And he is a superstar. That's, that's a good one. Uh, Wall Street Journal had this article, and I thought you would like it because you're a Warriors fan. And you probably watch more NBA than Souk anyway, so you're probably a better guy to, t- to, to uh, talk about this story. But I thought it was very interesting what they were uh, writing about. Um, and it was they're, they're ba- it was based on the premise of, is the NBA better than ever or is the NBA broken? And it's interesting. They said this season alone in the NBA, it is responsible for the five best offenses in NBA history. Yeah, I saw a, a really wild um, graph that basically showed the Warriors team that won 73 games, that broke the regular season record. Yes. They had, at the time, the most efficient offensive season ever. Yes. And if that team was playing in this season, they'd be like 21st in the league. Yeah, it's a, yeah that's right. They they talk about that in this story. They said they'd be 19th. The oh, se- yeah, there you go. The so, 73-win Warriors. Most potent offense. So in I didn't realize NBA it was from history. this story, but yeah, the, I mean, and, and people that was Durant, yes. Thompson, and Curry, yeah. like at, in all of their primes when Curry was the unanimous MVP, and they won more games than yes. anyone ever. That and it would, and offense, it would be below average in the in the league today. That offense would rank 19th in the in the league this season. Teams are scoring 113.1 points per 100 possessions, which is the most ever since they well they started tracking in 1977, so it's the most since then. And um, I think some people think that that's freaking phenomenal when you're scoring 140 points uh, a night. Other people think it's a complete failure of a league because there's no defense. So they talk about you know hand check. You know the hand check rule was big was a big deal, and that was too, that was all the way back in 2000 now. But olds like me remember that changed every that really altered the league the hand check rule. Oh, big time. Changed scoring a lot. It opened up offense, you know. I mean, it was it opened up offense and created more free throws, so it was like a double-edged thing. And then, so, the, so there's that element that changed. But then, because, you know, like I'm from the old school, like Pistons, you got to respect the Pistons. They're going to punch you in the mouth. And they're just not going to let you do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and there were guys all around the league that wouldn't let you do that. Right, the Jordan rules. Charles I Oakley. Mean, exactly. So that that, to me, was... A part of basketball, mm-hmm. and that was legislated out of basketball, yep. intentionally. Intentionally, by the yep, and because they wanted more offense. Well, mm-hmm. it worked. Then came the analytics of the three pointer, and oh, by the way, this guy by the name of Steph Curry, who is just a, a you know sensation, right? So you combine those two things, 
And now teams are saying, you know, all these analytics saying, oh, you've got to shoot the three. It doesn't even any, – any two-pointer that's not a layup or a dunk, shoot a three, right? Um, you combine those two things, and it becomes really, really hard to defend in the NBA, even good defenders. If you, if you close up on a guy – He's going to go right by you mm-hmm. because, I mean, you know, the other element of this is the evolution of the athlete. I mean, look at look at Victor Wimbanyama, man. That yeah. guy is, like, think about him as an archetype just 20 years ago. You, you couldn't even picture him. No. That wasn't even, it's like, what? And he shoots threes? And he, what? No, I feel like like Kevin Durant was the first kind of in that mold because, he, or not in that mold, Wimbanyama is way bigger, w- way more of a, a center type, but the skilled big man, you know, the, the really Anthony I mean, Davis, and, and yeah, I mean, I mean, you could even say Sabonis way before that, but like the the idea, that, and now you're seeing it across. I mean, even a guy like Jokic who can do everything. There's there's a whole new almost breed of type of basketball player, um, and it's wild. Yeah, and and I think that's cool. I mean, that's part of sports that are it's fun to watch over time is the how the athlete evolves and. You know, if you look at the NBA guys today, like that's the thing that I think really helps the league is you have just freakish athletes. Yeah, and not only just athletic, their their shooting ability, their scoring ability. Coaches are putting out five man unit combos. Steph Curry was talking about this. Coaches are putting out five man unit combos based on their their certain skill sets. It's impossible to guard them. And so if you if you if you come up on a guy, he goes around you. If you sag back, he just kills you. If with you the give three. a guy help, you leave someone open who can shoot it. Like you there's, just there's... can't. It's impossible to guard this league. It's and so the question becomes: Is the league broken? To me, it is because of that. Or is it more fun than ever? What say Buck? And what say you on the Vancouver Ford text line? It's a great question. I mean, I, I I'm and I don't want to like fence sit on this one, but I I do think. Watching the three-pointer become what it has has been a really special thing. But at the same time, everything is – I mean, people say the lost art of the mid-range jumper. Like, that that's thats just, like, a, a small piece of it. The fact that the game looks completely different now and it's chucking long shots or it's fast-breaking to death and it's, it's, it's not really the same game anymore. It, yeah. Or at least it feels more pickup-like and – I'm still watching it. I still want to see the best teams and the best players compete, but I don't know if it's as it's as appealing to the masses at large. You would think it would be because more scoring. Like, do I think people are clamoring for ninety eighty eight tonight between the Blazers and Nuggets? No, but I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. That, I don't know that what we're going to tonight is bad. Well, I don't know that it has to be ninety to eighty eight. No. Um, at the same time, you wonder what the effect would be. If the league just stepped in and and helped defenses, Steve Kerr is is an advocate for this. He's like, you know, at some point you have to level this off. And so, would that just be bringing allowing hand checking to come back, uh, or, or what, what? What is the solution to that? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. I, I it's just. I don't know. That's that's one that because I would wanna... like to hear the ideas. I'm I'm open to trying to tweak it so that we get somewhere in between. Well, we'd probably want to bring on an NBA expert of some sort to talk about that. I think that's an interesting that, question. That's not you. No. Oh. I'll, you, I'll, you want me to sound like an old man? Because I'm gonna. You brought up the mid range game. Who cares? How about the back to the basket game? Yeah. I mean the like, a, like an old Olaj- punch move, the, <laughs> the dream shake. Yeah, a freaking skyhook was. Uh, Indefensible. Indefensible, dude. And it's just gaunt. Like, it's just so odd to me that in a game 
where it would seem to me that, <laughs> again, I'm going to sound 150 years old here, because I am. <laughs> In a game where you, your percentages go up the closer you are to the basket, why, when you're 7-1 and you have such an advantage, you're shooting anything outside of five feet. Blows me away. No, I get it. The modern guy like Wimby, Dirk, Durant, David, these guys can make that. At the same time, I would love another element of their game, which I believe would be unstoppable, and that's the Shaq element of, I'm going to bully your ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. not Wimby yet. He's too, you know. And, and no, but I know what you Durant's mean. brutal. But, you know, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Just that big man who, let's get it down there to him, and he's either going to get to the free throw line or he's going to dump in two, and the percentage, uh, the, 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 it's a higher percentage shot, and we want more higher percentage shots. Like that, that is completely gone from the NBA. Yeah. And it's just, to me, it just doesn't add up because it's just an easier way to score. I'm fascinated by this. I'm now trying to figure out what the right thing would be to try to course correct this a little bit because I do I do think it should be dialed back in a little bit, but I don't know what that solution is. And now the wheels are turning. There's one idea from the uh, Vancouver 4 text line. This uh, is from Bob. He says, uh, Bob, ma- make the ball a little bit bigger. What's up, Bob? Make the ball bigger? So basically a three-pointer is going to be much harder, but inside and close, your big man game, Probably higher percentages from inside with, with with the bigger object. What if we gave the defense brooms? Oh, like uh, get a little kind of Harry Potter up in here. We think about that. Some Quidditch. See, I'm coming up with ideas. Broom I don't know. Ball. I just Kenny Smith was quoted in this article, and he said he thinks there's going to be a hundred point game. There's somebody will score a hundred points in a game. Oh, yeah. Okay. In the next five years. I don't. That wouldn't surprise me. I guess. And that'd be point. cool. I mean, there's. Yeah. But is it? And that that I don't know. No, I don't think so. Because if you're scoring 100, that means there's zero resistance. It means it wasn't a game. It means it was too easy. Yeah, that's right. And of course, you know they could move the three point line back because they continue to inch it back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, add a four point line. Give a three and a four. Add a ten point shot. Curry would be shooting that. Boy, logo logo Lillard. Keep pulling up. Ah, text, extend the arc with no break, eliminate corner threes. Okay. Yeah. I mean. I feel like that no one would use that space, but I don't know. Like, like yeah. who would even go uh, down to the corner? Look, I'm out of my league now. I'm out, I, I, <laughs> I just raised the question. I, I have no answers to this. I just want. If someone says the NBA should start by calling traveling, you'd also probably call carrying. Oh, my and, God. Uh, that also makes me sound 150 years old, but I could not agree more. Yeah. Boomer. I am. I, that drives me ins- <laughs> insane. It's like, how many steps are you going to let him take? Yeah, I mean, and like the yeah, <laughs> the best players in the games that all the eyeballs are on, and it's like a pretty black and white thing to adjudicate. And still, yeah. they're just like, yeah, right. whatever. Yeah, well, you're fine. It's LeBron. Let's let, let Don't him worry have it. about it. All right, coming up next, uh, something I missed. Uh, this would also be a good one for you to weigh in on, as you have some. Uh, fan familiarity with this guy. Hmm. Uh, This is out of the NFL, and it pertains to Justin Herbert. We'll get to that when we return. Uh, It is 4.02. That is Ryan Buckley. I am Isaac Ropp. We are out at the Oregon Convention Center for the Oregon International Auto Show. Come and say hi, and I might get a beer during the break. I don't know. Might. 4.02 on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.